0: What's up, everyone? On our plate for this week, we talk about... Should we expect GTA 6 next fall? Rockstar thinks so. Is there a connection between this year's PlayStation Showcase being so lackluster and Sony now delaying first-party games out of this year? We then predict what Keeley has in his back pocket for Opening Night Live slash Gamescom 2023. All this on more... All this on more, all this and more on season seven, episode thirty one of Press X to Start Gamers Digest. We go. What's up, everyone? I'm your host, DJ, aka Sexy Bad Choices. I am joined by on MF Ross. What does the MF stand for? Emperor of the Sea. Emperor of the Sea. I like that. His use of English is immaculate. Now you know who we are. Press X Start Gamers Digest is a video podcast that condenses the most important news of this past week into an hour-long meal just for you. We are live on YouTube every Sunday at 3-ish p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Hello, YouTube. How are you? You are doing good? Good. Don't forget you can support us by liking the video, subscribe to the channel, and hit the notification bell. If you are listening, we greatly appreciate you leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or the podcast services you are tuned in on. If you want to join in our conversations, you can by joining our Discord at pressx2start.com slash Discord. Nailed it. Nailed it. Now you know who we are, what this is, and really why you are here. Let's start that. Let's start with the gaming news.
1: You ready, Sean? Okay, cool. Oh, yeah.
0: you're really cool. All right. Uh, number one, GTA 16 doubles down on a 2020 20, 2020, 2024. What? A lot of 20s. <laughs> well, okay. So, okay. Uh, GTA team, a.k.a. Rockstar, doubles down on 2024 release date window. This comes from Inverse. Uh, by way of Joseph Yaden. I hope I nailed that last name properly. All right, uh, I'm reading from the article. In the company's most recent earning calls, Take-Two doubled down on the expectation, seemingly confirming that GTA 6 could launch in 2024. This also supports ongoing rumors that Rockstar may finally reveal the game later this year. During the most recent Take-Two earnings call, as reported by when, uh, Video Games Chronicle, CEO Stelz- Stelz- Strasse... Zelnick? I think yep. that's right. Yes. Uh, we remain confident that we are positioning our business for a significant inflection point in fiscal 2025, which we believe will include new records, new record levels of uh, operating performance. Specifically, the company will expect, no, well, specifically, the company still expects to deliver. Eight billion in net bookings during fiscal year 2025, that is which, important. as noted, that's that's a lot of money. Which, noted uh, by Axios, runs from April 2024 to March 2025. During a May, uh, that's just past. So yeah, uh, earlier this year, they've kind of said that you know they're planning on doing this, so they're kind of doubling down on that. Which is what's the article? What's the article is saying? So, with all that being said, it kind of feels like. Rockstar, I'll take two
2: earning calls. Is saying we're gonna get GTA six. Yeah, so the most logical thing is that because I mean, are we? Are, we're pretty much done with Red Dead for a while, aren't we?
0: Yeah, I, I yeah. I, I
2: feel like I feel like we're not
0: gonna see Red Dead for a long time because you know it's the cycle
2: of GTA red dead gta actually it's not even necessarily that it's that they did red dead online and it didn't do the numbers that they thought it would like gta and i said this i said this when red dead online launched there's only so much you can do with the aesthetic before it feels weird whereas gta has always had some type of surrealism and you know nonsensical mixed in from yeah. the very beginning yeah no
0: I, I i totally agree with you i i definitely like as a person who did not enjoy my time in red dead redemption 2 you didn't jumping i i i i didn't i i appreciated how mm-hmm simulation the game felt as... I, yeah, how grounded, I, how
2: grounded it was. Yeah,
0: yeah, I appreciated that, but I didn't really enjoy the the game mechanics that, that was, like... Oh, it's, wow. it's
2: limited by the time period and how grounded they were trying to make it be, just like I'd say Call of Duty World War Two type games. Exactly. People That's don't exactly. want to play with the old stuff. They want some far out, you know, you got laser guns, hover bikes, and Corvette, you know, whatever in GTA, yeah. like... There's only yeah. so much you could do in Red Dead versus GTA, so That's most exactly. definitely is GTA. Unless it's like, nah, but Bully don't got the type of clout, so yeah, yeah,
0: I, yeah, I, I definitely like, I agree in that. Oh wait, I'm about it, to say The Sims, but no, EA does The Sims. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like I, I definitely agree that, like, uh, agree that, like, yeah, for one. They 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 captured the idea of being a cowboy and being like in that western, and I think they nailed it.
2: It even but, launched a uh, musical career. Did it? A little Nas i I'm joking. But, but. oh, oh.
0: <laughs> no, you're right, you're right. <laughs> but yeah, I like definitely. I definitely, I definitely like took that time. I jumped into the online, and I was like, "There's nothing here for me." Like I, there, I don't find any of this fun. I think. All the issues that I have with movement, with like controlling the character, with just shooting, is exacerbated online because you're dealing with people who are better at all those mechanics than me in this example. And it's just like, Mm -hmm. and then also the whole like auto aim stuff. I there was a lot of stuff that I just used
2: the sluggish gameplay. DJ,
0: see that's the thing, right? You would think that okay, well those those skills would carry, but like it's just. And then I think on top of that, I'm just, I'm sorry, I'm just getting on right there now. On top of that, there is the whole rock star, like random physics where like things will just happen to your body. And it's just like, Mm -hmm. all right, now I have to spend the next like five seconds getting up. And it's just like,
2: okay, guys, like I, hey, that's that's real life, DJ. They're showing what it's going to be like for you in five years. It's okay. (sighs) Just prepping you.
1: I guess one day you're gonna wake up,
2: your ankle just gonna start hurting. The doctor gonna say, <laughs> right. from now on, you just stretch. <laughs> <me> How many <laughs> Tylenol can I take? As many as you want. you be like, What if, what if <laughs> I was an That's athlete? You're not, you're not an athlete. <laughs> yeah, you're not an
0: athlete. Right. Let me tell you, I was as I was prepping, it's a little uh behind the behind the scenes. As I was prepping for the show, out of nowhere, my side just started hurting. I was like, What the hell?
2: What just happened? Like, what's going on? <laughs>
0: So I get it. I get it. Sometimes it does take a little long, but I don't I don't want my video games to mimic real world in that capacity. Okay, that's why I'm excited for GTA six, because I think they have a. I don't know where I'm going with this. I think that they have potential to do a lot of crazy things in GTA
2: six that I
0: think was.
2: Uh, Hey, hey, hey. You don't have to go any further, buddy. I get it. You want chlamydia-free prostitution. Let's move on to the next story.
0: I was thinking more so just having flying cars, but I guess, oh, yeah, okay. we, can, we can go that route. too. <laughs> All right. So um, the reason why I think they can do more crazy stuff in GTA 6 is because of this next news article. Rockstar recruits the team behind the biggest GTA 5 role-playing community. This comes from Engadget. Ooh, okay, so this is a little bit of a lengthy one. Uh, this comes by way of Chris Holt. So, mm-hmm. role-playing has been a major contributor to GTA 5's enduring popularity with 10, 000, tens of thousands of players using mods to create characters that live, work, and play with greater freedom in San Andreas and Los Santos. Now Rockstar is making moves in that space as cfx.re, the team behind biggest GTA 5. 5M, and Red Dead Redemption 2 Red M mods and communities has joined the publisher. Okay. Over the past few... This is a quote by Rockstar. Over the past few years, we've watched the excitement as Rockstar's commu- creative community has found new ways to expand the possibilities of GTA 5 and RDR2, particularly through the creation of dedicated roleplay servers. As a way of further support... As a way to further support those efforts, we recently expanded our policy on mods to officially include those made by the role-playing creative community by partnering with the cfx.re team. I wish there was like a... Is there a, I wonder if there's a way to say that. It's not like... Spelled. I
2: have no idea how to say that. Yeah. Crossfire? Right. I don't know.
0: <laughs> that might be it, actually. Um... We will help them find new ways to support the incredible community and improve the service they provide uh, to their developers and players. Oh, I got a little burp Probably shouldn't drink kabucha while I'm doing podcasts. You know, Mm-mm. lessons you learn. There it goes. All
2: right. Um, the... Yeah, all, all this um, i just gonna say all this role play stuff that I see online looks cool, and I would do it, but I don't want a whole ass gaming rig just to you know. Play along. So it would be nice if they incorporate some of the things or have like at least role play servers online to where you're not just minding your business and people are chasing you down with jets. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like I think, I think this is such a cool idea.
0: And I think, you know, I've, I've, I haven't really spent time watching the content too much. I've heard about it. Mm -hmm. I think, um, I hear a lot of it from, I'm forgetting his name and uh, Gary Witta on, on yeah. kind of funny. He talks about it all the time. Cause he's like, he's heavily invested into the role playing community. And it is, it sounds like a lot of fun. It sounds like a thing of, I wouldn't mind jumping in and kind of like experimenting and see like how that goes. But I think yeah. it does get a little, not weird, but like, okay, you might get bored of it, if you're not super into it, if you're not super into the character that you yeah. pick, because it can be like, oh, I'm a convenience store worker. And it's just like, all right, I'm just kind of here in this building for three hours and not really doing anything. Like, I, and it's, it's it's one of the things where I don't know how in depth those rules go in terms of like, this is mm-hmm. your character. You can't do anything. Don't even pull out a gun because if you pull out a gun, if someone sees you, a cop's going to arrest you and then you're going to end up dead in the cell because you picked a black. I mean, that's, that's like also real life. You're right. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> so yeah, it is, is a thing of like, I would be interested to see where this goes. I think the, you know, the next logical step is like, Oh, okay. Well, is this going to be a, not mainstay, but is this going to be a feature in GTA six? and i i don't i think it might be a little too late for this to be a like launch feature in the game but i definitely Mm -hmm. think like okay well they could probably do something on the in the online mode to include features like this like down the line so it's like okay you can log in you can log in with your gta 6 character or your gta slick slash role-playing character or whatever
2: yeah, what's your What's your thoughts on this? Um, I mean, I said it. I, I I'd, I'd yeah. be interested in uh, doing some of this stuff. It'd be cool. Yeah, It wouldn't be no yeah. convenience worker, but uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, I definitely
0: think it would be cool. I like, I also. Yeah, I, I just think I I, just, I need to see more of this to get a better sense of like what's actually happening in this, because I feel like. Can you pick like a robber? Can you? Be a gunman, you know. Anyways, we'll see. All right. Uh, Bungie recasts Lance Reddick as Zavala with Keith Davis. Actually, before we do that, you listener, if you like to hear more of this podcast, you could do us a solid by liking this video, subscribing to the channel, and hitting a notification bell right as you hit the subscribe button. It's right. It's right next to it. It's right next to it. So all you have to do is hit that and then you'll be good. And then you'll be able to watch the rest of this because that's how YouTube works nowadays. If you are listening and you're not hearing or watching any of this, can you do us a favor and leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or the podcast services you are currently tuned in on? We greatly appreciate that. Thank you. Now with those two things out the way, we can finally continue on what we we're saying, what I was saying. Bungie. Recasts Lance Reddick's Zavala with Keith Davidson in Destiny 2. This comes from Polygon by way of Michael McWhorter. I think I said the last name, right? Man, these last names, boy, I tell you, they are immaculate. All right. Bungie You're has. your ass. I know, man. It's just, it's tough. Bungie has recast Commander Zavala in Destiny 2 following the untimely death of actor Lance Reddick early this year. Keith Davis, known for his role in films like The Thing, They Live, and Nope, will take over Reddick as a, as the English language voice. Just got something. Oh, as the English language voice. Oh, oh, you're right. You're right.
2: You're right. That's fine. We'll, we'll flip it around. We'll yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Go, go
0: go and drop that later on. The next <laughs> uh, thing. <laughs> All right. Um. Yes. So, David's performance as Zavala will begin a, with Destiny 2 up and coming the Final Shape expansion, which is due to launch in 2024. Reddick's existing lines in Destiny 2 will remain untouched for the upcoming release, Bungie says. I am honored to continue the great work of Lance Reddick as Zavala, David said in a statement in a brief blog on Bungie's website. Lance captured the character's sense of integrity so wonderfully, it will be... It, it is my intention to continue that work. Bungie previously worked with David during the time of the Halo series, where the actor voiced the Arbiter. David, was, David has done ample video game voice work uh, working during his 40-year acting career, including memorable roles in Mass Effect, Saints Row, and Call of Duty franchises. So yeah, that's, that's awesome. I think, I think this is probably the best... Like voice Keep casting, you it. can do okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to talk to you, audience. How are you doing? I think this is probably the best voice casting that could be done to replace like such a such a voice like Lance Riddick. So I am actually I'm I'm absolutely happy that they managed to make this kind of casting. I think Keith Abe will do a fantastic job as Lance Riddick's Zavala. And I just, I don't know. I, I also say this as a person who's kind of a lapsed Destiny Two fan, where like I enjoy that game, but I just haven't really been in it. I haven't played the Final Shape, but I actually think that I think it's actually coming for uh, PS Plus as well. So I might actually jump back into that, you know, if I have the time to do that, which is hard to say seeing how there's a lot of games coming up, especially a game that is very near and dear to my heart. That is Armor Core 6. With Sean being gone, let's actually talk about Armor Core 6, guys. You know what I mean? Oh, wait, he's coming back. Dang it. I guess we'll continue this podcast as normal. Mm-hmm.
2: Hello, Sean. How are you? <laughs> Alrighty. Everybody don't have right.
0: kids. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are handfuls sometimes, you know. All right, so yeah, I was just saying how um, I think uh, Keith Davis going to do a fantastic job as a follow Oh,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. Um, He does a lot of voice acting work, so I'm sure he'll be solid. Um, I wasn't too familiar with uh, Lance's character in Destiny 2. I've only played it in passing, so. Yeah. But he was very dedicated to the gaming community, so that's a big one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, uh,
0: number three. Sony has delayed several first-party PlayStation games out of the fiscal year. This comes from The Gamer. So uh, this is by way of Joshua Robertson. Cast your mind back a few months, and you'll remember the big PlayStation showcase that was meant to amaze and delight everyone, showing us what we can expect to be playing in the near future. In actuality, this showcase was extremely disappointing for a lot of fans, lacking the massive blockbuster exclusive reveals that PlayStation usually reserves for a show such at such, no, for a show of such magnitude. Well, it turns out there may be a reason for that. According to Sony's last fis- uh, financial report, several first-party titles intended to launch within the current fiscal year, which is from April of this year to April of next year were internally delayed and pushed beyond March 2024. Sony claims that the impact of change, the impact of changes in the launch dates of a portion of first-party titles, has negatively affected its fiscal 2020 fiscal year 2023 report forecast. Meaning, these games will now release either at some point in mid/slash late 2024 or early 2025. Uh, Sony obviously doesn't name the games that were internally delayed, though we can take a good guess based on what we're still waiting on. What we're still waiting on release dates for. So we have games like Stellar Blade, is a promising title that looks that uh, we've seen a lot of, though. It's not necessarily a first-party game, but it's published by Sony. Then we have the Last of Us multiplayer game that was talked about earlier this year and was delayed by uh, Naughty Dog because Bungie said it was not up to snuff. Mm -hmm. And then we have the rumored Twisted Metal reboot, which would make sense to launch that close to the Twisted Metal Peacock show because that's what they did for the Last of Us show. Yeah. Um yeah, so those are kind of the um three games that people kind of jump to. Like
1: I wonder what a twisted metal live service would look like.
0: That's a good question because I don't know I don't necessarily know where you go with that. Yeah. Because once you have the stable of characters, I guess you can continue making characters. But I think that just kind of muddies the the whole thing up to the because it's like, yeah, yeah, it is the gameplay, but it's also the characters and the stories that you're really,
2: I guess. Yeah, like how often in. can you introduce characters and keep it? A, it's not like a fighting game per se. Exactly. Yeah. There's a lot more to balance. But right. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So and and
0: that's the way that I look at this and I I look at for specifically those three games. Mm -hmm. You have Last of Us online. Mm -hmm. I think if that was ready to show and that was showed at the showcase earlier this year, that would have been a banger. I don't think Stellar Blade would have been a banger. And I don't think the Twisted Metal Reboot would have been a banger. So it's just like I mean there has to be more though. How much more did they push back? Well, we don't know. They they didn't specify what games. We we just yeah. we we're speculating these 3. But like yeah, there are a ton of games that PlayStation is supposedly working on cuz like we have the Ghost of Tsushima sequel, um it's too early for Ratchet and Clank sequel. Because yeah. Insomniac is working on Spider-Man. Uh yeah, I think the Ghost Team is the, the the one thing that jumps to my mind because we haven't really heard too much from that, and yeah. it could be a thing of like, oh, this is including a Legends mode again or whatever. But um,
2: yeah, you know it what? is a th- It is not too soon for another Ratchet and Clank game. Granted, games take longer to you know develop and produce nowadays. I'm looking at like mm-hmm. the old timeline and. They came out with one at one point every year. O two, oh three, oh four, oh five. They did they skipped 0-7. There was two games in 0-7. there was two games in 0-9, skip twenty ten. You know. True. I I, but, I know they take longer to produce now, but Yeah, you know. I mean the
0: only reason why I'm I'm saying that is because they have Spider-Man out coming this year. So in my mind, I'm like, all right, well, they're probably going to focus on Spider-Man and that support for a couple of months at least. And yeah. then we will probably see, I would imagine we'll see a Ration & Clank video or some sort next year to show like, what they have for that game. Um, There is Bluepoint and Bluepoint has always been like the the hidden like heavy hitter of Sony because like we don't know what their next game is. And I think the last time we heard of it it was supposed to be like the game that they're working on will have new content. Some some weird way of saying like, it's not a new franchise, but we're making yeah. new content for this franchise.
2: So... Uh, yeah, I, I think Bluepoint is due for something as well. Cause the last thing they came out with Demon's Souls in 2020 and apparently they helped with the God of War Ragnarok, so they're due for mm. something. Right.
0: See. So, yeah... I look at this like, okay, well, you know, I am happy that PlayStation is delaying these games because I'd rather them delay them and have the games come out when they're ready versus Mm -hmm. putting them out to make X number of dollars and everyone's like, oh, this is actually crap. So there's that, I guess. um,
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess.
0: I'm racking my mind to think like, okay, what could have came what could have come out this year that would be.
1: Yeah, I got nothing. I got nothing.
0: Moving yeah. on. All right. Number four. This comes from PushSquare.com. Square Enix bafflingly backtracks on Final Fantasy 16 sales, blames slow PlayStation 5 adoption. Uh now uh. this. This is, is a it, weird is one. really, though?
1: No? Yeah, is it
0: really? Ex- right. So, uh, this comes by way of Robert Ramsey. Is there a more baffling publisher than Square Enix? Question mark. <laughs> Just last month, this Japanese company issued a statement saying that it's considered sales of Final Fantasy 16 extremely strong after the PS5 exclusive had surpassed 3 million copies in under a week following its launch. Now, however, the new Square Enix box, Takashi Hiryu, is saying that the action rpg didn't meet the publisher's high-end expectations. High-end, okay, sure. The backtrack comes courtesy of the company's latest earnings report as covered by Bloomberg. It was apparently a rough one with so with Square Enix pointing out a Square Enix pointing out a 79% drop in profit. The part that bound to raise eyebrows though. Here to you highlighted the PS5's slow adoption as a cause for Bombay 16's uh, struggles. This is despite PlayStation's current-gen console recently breaking records left and
1: right. So,
2: I don't think I've ever seen a story where Square Enix was happy with sales, though. Yeah, like, I, I looked back and see, like, okay, well,
0: is there, was there something where Square Enix was like, oh, this is great. No, like I mean, the last game they released was Forspoken, and that is, you know, that, that that game was was not great itself.
2: That game was aggressively fine. If that, and I've said it before, if that game came out ten years ago, you know, it'd be selling like hotcakes. But um, right there, people are over that uh Joss Whedon style of you know Avengers. When Avengers come out twenty twenty twelve, that level, you know, that era of comedy, but yeah, there was okay. nothing. Wrong with the game per se. It would just aggressively average in this landscape, right? Yeah, and like I just it it baffles me. Like,
0: cause like you know when they cause when they were um, when they sold off Idos uh, yeah, Tomb Raider, of, yeah, yeah, and then Crystal Dynamics as well. and It's like okay, well, I think uh, Avery was saying like they're probably like slimming down to be purchased, and then the The other side was like, "All right, well, even though these quote unquote sales are disappointing, well, you know what? You know what? Mm -hmm. Final Fantasy VII Remake. I think that was the one game that did super well for them, and they didn't. They were they were uh, they were happy with how how it sold because there was no reports about it being like can't Throw all your
2: eggs in Final Fantasy basket though.
0: You really can't, but it definitely feels like they are probably lining up to do like the whole Activision thing where it's like, all right, well, we're just going to focus on final fantasy. And
2: final fantasy like, does not have the wide appeal of a call of duty. Shooter. I see oh, somebody yeah. in the comments saying, you know, they expect their games to sell like GTA five and Mario Kart. Final fantasy, you know, RPGs in general aren't in every man's game, especially, uh, this ain't a traditional Western uh, JRPG anymore, but everybody doesn't want to play a hundred-plus hour game or have you know however many hours it is perceived to be. I'm a, I'm gonna say some shit right now, like
0: as a person who was never a big like JRPG fan, I think I have a I there's enough confidence in where the market is right now to say that like. You need to move on. You need to like. You need to like. Square Enix needs to find a new bag because looking at like JRPGs, I think the biggest thing that they have, the biggest thing out there right now, are is Persona, and Mm -hmm. it's like, all right, cool, that works. I think that works. Not necessarily from it being a JRPG, but like from the style of that game. Yeah. But then, like, on the flip side, you have Baldur's Gate Three that dropped, and like it is selling hotcakes. Everyone is talking about that game, and it's just like, it's
2: doing numbers, mean, and it's... The last game came out when, though, so I mean, true a difference. This is... Well, no, it yes, you're right. The
0: last game did come out a long time, a, a while ago at least, and like, it is a thing of looking at that kind of RPG and looking at the mm-hmm. like, JRPG, and I think there is a lot of stagnation in terms of what those stories are like. Even even in Final Fantasy 16, like, I, I need to go back and play it, but, like, I really haven't had the urge Motivation. to play it. Yeah, and it's just, like, I'll get to it eventually, but, like, I, as a person, again, who's never been a big, like, JRPG slash turn-based RPG guy, like, I cannot wait for Baldur's Gate to release on PlayStation, because mm-hmm. It sounds like a just crazy game to play and like crazy in terms of like the encounters you can have, the like exploration. And like. us say you want to have sex with bears, the I, I, hey, I don't plan on it. If it happens,
2: you're not gonna, you're not gonna turn the bear down. I might have to save scum, you know. You, I, do. I don't know. You see, you and the bear fighting, help the bear. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But yeah, like I, I just think that Square Enix is in a really, really weird place right now. I think there's also the idea of like, you know, in a perfect future, and in a, in a perfect reality for the CEO of Square Enix, mm-hmm. he probably thought that the company would be sold by now and he wouldn't have to worry about this, and this wouldn't be a thing that he has to deal with. But that's not how things are. So that's where this is at. That's where Square Enix is at. Final Fantasy 16 did well. I think. You also have to look at the fact that there's a lot of PS5s out there, but there is not a ton. I just looked, of PS5s. It's
2: almost, it, no, I, I just looked. It's almost 40 million PS5s. And really? Sold, is that 40 yes, million? Yes. And they, um, okay, 38.5. And that was of, as of April 2023. And they just dropped the price by $50. So I'm oh, sure it's up okay. to 40 by now or so. And yeah, uh, let me see. Sales numbers. X or XBI. Sales numbers. They sold what? 3 million almost? Yeah. Come, come on now. It, it, it's only been out for two months. Like, some people get like this shit on their birthday. birthday some huh? people, yeah, some people get it on Christmas. Like, everybody's not buying games yeah. day one. Square Enix needs to slow their roll. I could see if this was a year later and they only sold 3 million. Yeah.
0: And I think. The other the other thing about this that I guess should be a, a focus point is that it didn't meet their high-end expectations. So, you know, it met an expectation. There was just a high-end marker that it didn't meet. And it's just like, all right, well, why would you even say it that way? Just say that, like, it met expectations, but we were hoping it would
2: do more or something. Like, and it, and it, it ain't even been 60 days, man. They need to slow down. That's true too. Like, yeah, like just give it a bit more time. I think
0: I think the worry on Square Enix part is that Square or er, Final Fantasy sixteen was hyped. It came out and it was like, oh, this is this is a good like action-ish RPG-ish game. Mm-hmm. But then everyone, you know, is excited for Baldur's Gate. Everyone is waiting for Starfield. Everyone is waiting on spider-man 2 like everyone was like was over the moon when they were playing uh, tears of the kingdoms like there is so many just top tier games releasing this year that's just yeah. like when we were talking about you know who could be nominated for game of the year later this year i, I was saying yeah final fantasy 16. but like yeah if they put Final Fantasy 16 in the RPG category that is going to get completely washed out by Starfield and Baldur's Bol- Gate 3. So, if they put in the action category, yeah. I think that might get wiped out by Spider-Man. <laughs> so, it's just like yeah, I, I don't it's know. Gonna man. Rough yeah, for sure. All right. Um The last thing we're going to talk about before we talk about what we've been playing, or what Sean has been playing. Gamescom 2023 is slowly encroaching on our calendars. And we're going to talk about it. We're going to do a little bit of predictions, what we kind of hope to see. And that's pretty much it, right? We'll be hoping to see what can happen. Yeah. All right. So uh, this comes from a gamesradar.com. Oh, that's the wrong thing. That's the wrong thing. Where is this? That's article. Where is article? Anyways, uh, let me just go ahead and just open this bad boy. And there you are. There you are. Okay. So this comes from Joss West. Uh, Gamescom opening night live is set to return with a uh, kicking off five days of massive new video game news and announcements. The Gamescom 2023 schedule is starting to look incredibly strong with one of the largest events on the video game calendar now just two weeks away. Thousands of developers, publishers, and players are preparing to descend on the Exhibit Center in Cologne, Germany (laughs) for
2: what should be a fan tech. What are you laughing at? I'm laughing at you skipping over a mess. I don't know how to pronounce that word. (laughs) Why I look like
0: completely demolishing that word. Anyways. Uh, Yeah, so the the exhibit center hall is whatever Sean just said in a fantastic German accent. I appreciate that. Uh, Yes, uh, it's a fantastic showcase of all the new 2023 games and beyond. The Gamescom schedule got a... Okay, so the Gamescom schedule got a boost when Xbox announced it would be hosting an expanded booth in the consumer areas of the show. This is where you'll be able to watch exclusive theater present theater presentations of games like Starfield and Forza Motorsports, and you'll get hands-on on on up-and-coming Xbox X series games like Stalker 2 and Cyberpunk 2077, Fanny Liberty. So that's what we got so far. Uh, in terms of the list of companies that will be at Gamescom. We have Amazon Games. We got Bandai Namco, Bethesda Softworks, Devolver Digital, Focus Entertainment, Frontier Developers, Heads Up Games, Hoyleverse, The Lego Group, Level Infinite, Nexion, Nintendo, Pearl Abyss, PlayOn, Raw Fury, Sega, Team 17, Ubisoft, Xbox, and not
2: PlayStation because they are skipping it this year. So, let us... I think that's completely out of any type of Convention at this point, they're just like whatever.
1: Well, they they
2: yeah
0: yeah yeah because they they showed stuff for the or they (laughs) they gave the release date for Spider Man to Keeley for the what the summer yeah that was it yeah that was it yeah so yeah which I think you know us talking about uh you know them delaying games this year. I think that kind of makes sense that they would also skip this because they don't really have anything to show other than uh why would Spider-Man. I show y'all my fire shit when I ain't even show it at my thing. Yeah. Yeah, that too, yeah. I mean they could show us more marathon. That'd be nice. Or the same trailer. Uh so yeah, so there there won't be any PlayStation stuff here. Um which I think that's fine given that we are getting Spider Man 2 pretty much Months or so after this, and I, you know, they already had their showcase. It doesn't seem like PlayStation is going to do another showcase this year. It doesn't seem like they might, be. I mean, they may do another state of play for Spider Man, but I don't even think that's necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, PlayStation might just be done for the rest of the year. All right. So, with that being said, we have the big hitters like Nintendo and Xbox showing up for this. Uh, in that article that I just read, Xbox will be showing off, um, Fords and Mortar Sports, they'll be showing off. Uh, I got a burpee. To there we go. Excuse me. Uh, they'll be showing off Stalker 2, Cyberbone 2077, Family Liberty, and Starfield. So those are all kind of, you know, in the bank. What what other thing or other games do you, you think might get shown here? Um... Uh... I got, I got a, I got a couple. If you need a, some time to think,
2: nah, go ahead because I can't think of anything else um, okay. that I want to. Nothing that hasn't been announced already, other right. than a, uh, you know, Parasite Eve. Uh, but go ahead. <laughs> True that. Um,
0: so yeah, I think like okay, so Bandai Namco, right? Mm-hmm. You have Armored Core Six coming out. It's actually going to come out while Gamescom is happening. So yeah. I think. It's possible they do a final marketing push for Armored Core 6 during Gamescom, but that's kind of weird where it's just like, we're going to get the game in a couple days, so like, whoever don't know about this game... I guess, no, no, let me not even say that. Mm -hmm. All marketing is good marketing, so yeah, they might do that. But I think it's possible that we might see something from the Elden Ring DLC that's supposed to happen. Because I think there's been enough time from when they announced it like early this year to now, where they could show like maybe a trailer, maybe like a a like little hype teaser to get people um you know going again and then next year they could drop it. so I think that's a possibility um yeah, that's kind of the biggest thing that the band ah, Bandai that's kind of the biggest thing that they have going right now mm, right, yeah. yeah, I think so. Uh, I don't really expect to see too much from Devolver Digital, seeing how they just had their, like, delayed stream. And they delayed, um, like, Angry... Angry Angerfoot. Is it Angryfoot or Angerfoot? One of those. They delayed that. They delayed um, the Plucky Squire, which I was interested in. They delayed a, a couple... Yeah, they delayed a couple other games. So I don't really know... I don't really expect too much craziness out of them. Uh, I'm gonna jump down to Hoyoverse. I think they're so Genshin Impact oh, we're is doing the Z
2: Z ain't we?
0: Yeah, yeah. So I was gonna say that like Hoyoverse is in a in an interesting spot because they have Honkai, Star Rail, yeah. third in, I don't know what I don't know the full title for that, but they have that game going and it's doing it's doing well. Like a lot of the Genshin Impact streamers are pretty much jumping to that and they're playing that because that's just something new and exciting for them. Mm-hmm. But Genshin Impact is going to release their like 4.0 update, which is like another big new uh, environment called Fontaine. But they do have Zzz, which they haven't shown anything on since like the first time they showed that game. I don't know. I think they showed a little bit afterwards, but there really hasn't been a anything kind of a blowout for that game. And I don't know if I don't know if they're ready to show that. I think we might get a more focused thing on the Genshin impacts, like Fontaine release, because that—that's like the actually. No, because that will be already released.
1: I changed my mind. They might show a ZZ thing.
0: I think they might show a ZZ thing. Um. Okay. What, what do you What do you got going on? Nothing
1: still.
2: Uh, yeah. No, I can't think of any. Um.
1: Actually, I got nothing. So.
0: I. Looking at this, looking at this um, list of games. Yeah, I think Nintendo. We might see more of Super Mario Wonder. We might see more of the the Super Mario RPG. We might even see more of that Princess Peach game.
1: Um. I,
0: I think it would be great. I, I don't know. No, no, no. I'm kind of wondering, like, is it possible that we could see some kind of hint to Nintendo saying, like, oh, this is cool. Like, oh, whatever, whatever, whatever. Stay tuned, because we have a special direct coming in a couple of weeks. And that direct... Is for the Switch uh, I
2: don't think they would announce that at Gamescom. They just yeah it. yeah like let... Yeah. That's where I've kind of like they they don't
0: need to do that. They would just do their own thing and like mm-hmm. everyone would just flock to that because that's what it is. So I don't I don't, yeah. Uh Pearl Abyss, I think, is interesting because they they make Black Desert, and years ago, um, they showed a trailer for Crimson Desert, which I'm trying to pull up a trailer for now, but um, yeah, they show a trailer for Crimson Desert, and that, didn't come that out got huh? That didn't come out yet. No, so it didn't come out because there was no release attached to it. And uh, what me and I don't remember if you were if you were hyped over it, but I definitely remember uh, myself and um, Marcus being hyped for it. So, oosh, that was released, and that was released three years ago. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. yeah, so it's possible. It's possible
1: that we might see something from this come.
0: Hold on, I'm still pulling up the trailer for this guy. Give me
1: a second. But um, yeah,
0: I just, I just, I just don't know. Like, I think there's. I would love to see another trailer for this. I think that be the cool thing to show. This but is a Academy Medal for you I guys. This time, the MVP trophy. Oh, this is um, I think at this point, like, they have to have a release date. They have to say like, oh, this is coming next year. Because like, if it's the thing of like, oh, it's another trailer, and then we don't see anything for another ye- like two years or so, like I think it's just a waste of time and energy. So, yeah. So this is. Crimson Desert. And like, it looks phenomenal. Like, it looks mm-hmm. really, really good. But of course, like, you know, this is like kind of CG stuff. So, and I think Black Desert showed really well when it first showed up. And then it just kind of ended up being like a MMO RPG is kind of game.
1: So, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm uh, trying I to get the it. gameplay stuff. Here we go. So, yeah, like for me,
0: this reminded me a lot of Dragon's Dogma because of the the combat and and like what you're doing and all that stuff. But yeah, it it looks interesting. I just, I don't know if we'll get this. I don't know if we'll get a trailer for this, but like Pearl Abyss only have a couple of games. So (laughs) we'll see. Um, Sega. Sega. New Sonic shit. New Sonic shit. I also wonder if yakuza. you know what this would be a good place to show that
2: M- more yakuza content for upcoming games
0: yeah because i we we did get something from um we got a, a video from the man who the new yakuza the man who re- erases his name or whatever yeah. that title is called but like yeah yeah for sure i think that would be a really interesting i didn't even think about yakuza i was thinking of like their quote-unquote super game that they are supposed to be working on which had uh, i guess a little bit of trouble but like it's supposed to be like just no no, no i think it's separate from Jesse radio i yeah i don't know I, we maybe we might see something of a hint of Jesse radio because they've been kind of teasing that like i would love to see that but I,
2: don't know. I don't, I don't, don't know. I don't
0: think we're getting that, but we'll move on. Yeah, on. Yeah. I, I think I, you might be right in that it might be better to focus on Yakuza because that's a upcoming thing versus teasing out Jesse Ryu and that's like a future thing that's not necessarily like confirmed really. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, I got Team 17, which I'm not too familiar with. We got Ubisoft. Armor, uh, armor core, Jesus. Assassin's Creed. We're going to get Assassin's, all Creed, Assassin's Creed all the time. Breakfast, lunch yeah, yeah. and dinner. <laughs> yeah, like we might get um I would love I would love, love love for them to come out and explain what Assassin's Creed Unity actually is because up Wait, until this mean, point
2: You mean infinite or whatever the hell?
0: Yeah, infinite. Yeah, you're right. I said Unity, Jesus. Yeah, explain what that is, because at this point, like, we don't necessarily know what that is. Like, we, so it's just like, all right, well, we just kind of assume that's going to be a hub. But like, for them to say it out their mouth would be, would be key. Um, Yeah, we're going to get Mirage stuff, most likely. Um,
2: I hope that's not their new uh, Ubisoft's Call of Duty, where that's just all they're planning on making. Now. Oh geez, and then they yeah. they try a thing and it doesn't work up oh, right back to Assassin's Creed. Yeah, I mean they, they tried uh, a hyperscape, didn't do great. I'm sure people are liking Next Defiant. i I hated it. Yeah, I don't I don't hear anything on it, so I don't I
0: don't necessarily think it's doing amazing. I don't know, but it could be a thing of like you know there is a dedicated fan base that is loving that game and absorbing that game and it's just i it's just hidden from me yeah um yeah okay other than that like although they're not on this list i would love for um hollow night hollow night Song, for that to actually show up and be like hey we have a release date
2: because have like a release date last time
0: no, no, it was a weird It was a weird thing in the Xbox showcase where it was like, oh, this is supposed to come out in the next 12 months, but then it didn't, of course. And then the last thing they released was like, oh, um, we're basically, we're, this game is becoming bigger than we've expected, so we're going to need more time to, to develop it. But they never said, like, it's going to be a 2024 game. They just never, they said, like, you know, look for more information in the future, essentially. So, yeah, I, I just, I don't know.
1: I like to see that game. um You got anything else? Nope, okay.
0: So we'll see what happens with that. All right. uh, that's gamescom. That's our little predictions for that little nugget of a conference conference exhibition. Sure, one of those words works. All right, um now that we have done the thing with the gaming news, let us talk about. The thing that Sean has been playing, Sean,
2: mm-hmm. what have you been playing? So I've been playing a new season of Apex Legends. But before I get into that, a little half a mini story uh, from Gamespot: Claire Lewis Respawn has invited some Apex Legends data miners to apply for work. So uh, in the in the latest, uh, I guess, updated season 18 code, there was hidden, you know, a hidden message, hidden code for. You know, the data miners basically was like, you know, they said, uh, hi, data miners, there's some top secret data here. And it's basically a link to Respawn's uh, official website that listed open positions that they can apply for. And um, it seems, as they said, like a subtle dig, but they have a past history of hiring fans of Apex Legends to work on games, including artists and data miners. Currently, their official lore historian for Apex Legends is David Bartle. He was originally a prolific data miner known as Frozen Fro, so um, just a neat little thing they threw out there for fans. Um, who knows if somebody takes the plunge, but that's pretty, pretty nifty. Yeah, um, I, I totally agree. As Marge would say, it's neat. Um, <laughs> with, with Season 18, they did something that they don't normally do. Um, and what, what it did is a complete rework of a, a, you know, a character, a legend, uh Revenant. I think his pick rate was in the very, very low percentage. I don't even think he gets picked for comps. And, um, his new kit is strong, but it's not really team oriented. This is a very selfish kit, but I mean, it may boost his pick rate, um, he kept most of his passive, so he still crouch walks faster and you know has wall climbing. But now he can wall climb horizontally, so he can kinda of climb to the side as well. Um Oh interesting. He he can also see when people are low on health, so people get highlighted. Um and they get highlighted for the team, I think. I'm not sure if it's if he did it or if he just sees somebody that's low on health. But basically yeah. you can see them through walls and all that. They kind of just get pinged. For a certain period of time, I don't remember how long um okay. his old tactical would was basically a silence. You know it was a uh, projectile silence where you couldn't do any of your abilities. Mm-hmm. They removed that and now he has a tactical shadow pounce, so basically he just leaps forward to a, uh, you know charge down on people that he got low. and his ultimate so, hmm?
0: wait with with that with that shadow pounce is it like a um,
2: does it deals like does it do like melee damage, or is it just like it a does movement? no damage whatsoever? Mm-hmm. It is literally. I'm gonna jump over to you. He can yeah. hold down the button to charge to jump further. Um, no, no damage. It's really just to close the distance on people that he's hunting. Gotcha. Um, okay. His ultimate used to be. Uh, I forget the damn name of, but basically he would put down his totem. And um, mm-hmm. you could interact with the totem and then go rush people down. And I think you would only have like your either your regular health or your shield health when you were in, when you were in totem form. And once they kill you, you would zip back to the totem. People used to do that to do like a a fake rush to get people down and then you know rush them down again once they respawn. Yeah. Now his new ta- uh, ultimate is called Forge Shadows, and basically. He gets a bunch of shadows around him as an extra 75 health. And oh, he looks like a giant glowing apple running towards you. Um Your your uh tacticals and your shadows are refreshed if you knock someone down. So if you're a very uh thirsty player, you know, you can keep your ultimate and tacticals refreshed indefinitely. Yeah. If if you know, somebody's not bearing down on you. But you don't jump very fast. So people can still shoot okay. you down out of the you know, out of the sky as you're bouncing. Yeah. So it kinda weighs you down a bit. Yeah. Um People have been begging for a reworks of other characters. They said this is not gonna be a normal thing, but uh mm-hmm. they just saw his pick rate was in the garbage. Um people have been begging for a crypto rework as well as a uh Lifeline we work. I think those are the only two that are really like they have really really weak kits. Okay. Um
0: so what is it like pl- have you played like a any of the um the new stuff? People yeah.
2: Um, no, I,
0: I mean like have you have you faced a revenant player? Like does it feel like oh this is like a good kit for the character like What's your thoughts on the actual? It's a kit? good like,
2: kit for like, him, yeah. but like I said before, it's not very team oriented. This is r- mm-hmm. very much a selfish kit for just him. Um, I don't know if that was the yeah, best idea, so, considering yeah. this is supposed to be a team game. But right. we'll see how it goes. They're not going to rework it again. Like, oops, we messed up. So it it is what it is at this point. Yeah. Um, and then also for the first time, they reworked how a gun operated. So way way back in um. Jesus, I think this is like, let me see, Uh, Charge Rifle, when the hell did that come out? Charge Rifle, Apex, I want to say it came out in the very early seasons, like uh, Season 3. Yeah, hmm. we're now in Season 18, so 15 yeah. seasons later, <laughs> they change, well, they change how it worked before, but this is a fundamental, you know, change in how it operates. When it very first came out, it was a hit scan weapon, no damage drop off. If you wasn't using the gun, you know back then you wasn't saying shit like every. You just had to have one They're, you know. It, it was just that overpowered at first. Um, then at some point they did like a damage drop off, so you know the further away you were, because people were just using this just to antagonize and poke people and build up their uh, evil shields. Now it is actually a true charge rifle to where before if you shot it, um. It shot it shot out a beam for a extended duration, and it did damage the entire time. So it would clip you and you could hold, you know, the damage would build up five, ten, twenty, fifty damage. you know, as long as you held a beam on somebody, now it just shoots a single shot that has a bullet drop. But it charges. Just... so it's a it's a high risk, high reward gun. So, you'll see, like, a meter build up, and once it fills up, then it will shoot, it will actually shoot the bullet, or shoot yeah. the projectile. And the further away you are, now it does more damage.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay. That's actually, that's kind of like the, um, the fusion rifle in uh Destiny a little bit. Mm. It was like a, a, a charge and hold, and it, and it shot, and, like, you know, it changed depending on the type of fusion rifle you
2: had. But yeah, okay, that's interesting, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. past that, just, you know, balances for characters and guns, you know. They just do that just to keep the meta fresh, what have you. Right. Um, They changed the way ranked worked, although I think it's still people are still complaining about it. Um, Last season and this season, I think they were rewarding people who were ratting instead of actually fighting. So, mm-hmm. last season's Master and Predator badges mean nothing. Because you could literally hide the entire match and... Come out with more points than somebody who killed half the lobby, I believe wow, okay yeah, so right. yeah it it just uh it just rewarded placement versus kills primarily mm-hmm. um, but I mean yeah that that's it for now um they're they're trying to bring back some more of the lore and all that good stuff, okay, they're putting more okay. They're putting more effort into it, but past that yeah again. that's
0: good, okay that that I mean that overall, that seems like. Pretty good changes, although yeah, as you said, like there there wasn't a a big character added to the season or anything like that. But I almost feel like with them reworking Revenant, kind of.
2: Um, they have. Let me see. They have a large amount of characters now,
1: mm-hmm.
2: so I don't think they could keep up with that. uh Dropping in character every season. Yeah, let me see. They
1: have. 15, no, that's
2: 18, 20. They have 23 characters. They started out with eight. Ooh.
1: Okay.
2: And, that's uh, a lot of characters to pick from. <laughs> and uh, at one point they were releasing a new weapon or, you know, what did they release last?
1: Throwing knives, but not really, because I think that's just for um... That's just for like special matches
0: and all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. So okay, cool. Um, yeah, oh, actually, you know what? Mm-hmm. It it just I I just remember that. Um, you want to talk about the? Uh, I guess a little bit about the uh Call of Duty raid.
2: Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, <laughs> so me DJ and my cousin Savion <laughs> played the Call of Duty raid, and Jesus Christ, yeah. yeah infinity wards best time was 21 minutes and i'm still trying to figure out if they like brought in navy <laughs> seals and like, they must have brought in ringers to do this shit. um it took me saving on a dj 90 something minutes to do this like 91 and, minutes to do it and it's funny because i go to look up the instructions on like how to do a certain portion of the puzzle and Tavion is like, now nah, I'm just look up the code, not realizing that there's a rotating code <laughs> to get through certain portions of this 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 mission, and then we oh, just God. keep on going down over and over, keep on saying last match, last match, and it's funny because we always used to say, all right, we're gonna do, we're gonna try a mission before bed at at midnight, not realizing this was gonna be a d- damn near ninety minute, two hour long endeavor, like. I, I definitely
0: thought this was gonna be like at most a thirty minute thing, but then something cued in my head like, oh no, we're in for it. When I saw, because like right before you start the thing, somewhere in the in the menus, you could see what the Infinity War best was, and that was twenty one minutes, and I was like, that's twenty one minutes. We're we're in for it, <laughs> man. But like, I feel like I feel like if we jump jump back in. And did that right, we could probably get it done in at least under an hour.
2: Here's the issue we were all using the same warrior combat class, none of us were medics, all that good stuff. And what's crazy to me is that that was the quote unquote normal slash easy version. There's a veteran (laughs) version that somebody said, you know what, this wasn't hard enough. Right, we can make this hard. Let's do. We that. should. We should have recorded that session. Although, yeah, man,
0: all you would have yeah, seen was, was
2: dying man. over and over again and reviving. <laughs> maybe maybe yeah, we'll live stream it one time. That. Yeah, for sure. Yeah,
0: like, um, so essentially, the raid is you take you have three characters and you're entering a like underground facility and you have to find like submarine door codes or whatever, and it's. It's like what three sections you have to do. The middle section is, is mostly underwater and you're like sharing a. Um,
2: Jesus Christ. A O2 tank. <laughs> and like, uh, no, even... no, 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 no. The first section, we still got to do some codes and they got Russian letters and yes. <laughs> rotating codes and you got to hold the door open so somebody could get through and DJ kill herself on the door. Then were, <laughs> we're all sharing one air tank underwater. Wait, 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 wait. We,
0: we got to go back to me killing myself. So as John said, like, you you reach a, a room that is separated by a door. To open that door, you have to press and hold the button, but when you press and hold the button, someone else has to go because if you let go of that button, the door closes. So I I think Sabian was holding the door and I was like, oh, okay, well, if I stand under the door, you it won't I'll close it on me. Head, yeah. yeah, you know, hitbox, you know, uh, game programming. So, Sabian had to do something, so he let go of the button, and at, like, first, I was like, oh, okay, the door's not going to close, and then it killed, crushed me and killed me. I was like, oh, all right, I just, I learned a lesson here, don't, no, everything will kill you in this game. <laughs> that,
2: that is not yeah, a thing to do with randoms.
0: Yeah, absolutely, yeah, for sure, for sure. And then, like, the last section is sort of a defend the position while um, uh, deciphering these codes that you have to give to another player who is entering these codes to open another door. And you have to defend that position for like 3 minutes as well.
2: So yeah, like the codes reset definitely... after a certain time, 40 seconds then 20 seconds, and you have to yeah. decipher th- these Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's
0: it was it was very very trying for sure. And I think there's a total of four raids right now currently, maybe three or four. But um yeah, I mean overall I think it was fun. We we did have a good time. We did laugh.
2: Yeah, we'll say it was fresh content. It was thing, fresh but... content for Call of
0: Duty. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, we'll 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 next time we do it, we'll, we'll be sure to uh, have a content creator mindset and actually be able to share that stuff with you guys. Um, yeah. Okay. I think that's it. I think we've nailed it. And I think we've done all that we can for this week's episode of Press Start Games. I guess we hope you enjoyed this episode as much we enjoyed making it. Don't forget to like this video, subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell. Don't forget, if you are listening, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or podcast services you are currently tuned in on. Don't forget to have a great day, to to wash your hands, play some video games, and just get ready for just the massive amount of video games we have in our future. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy.
1: Sean, are you ready for the future? Are you ready for this?
0: I don't want to get caught, Grace. Right? Because YouTube's really out here with that stuff, man. Jesus. All right. Um.
1: Yeah. You know. Take care. I already said all this stuff.
0: All right. Bye.